It's Riley, your hostess and the creator of Woke Beauty. You're getting ready to hear this little episode I put together, but I just wanted to start by saying that it is 5.34 and I sat down at 2 o'clock to record a 20-minute episode. And I'm telling you that because whatever you're doing right now in your life that feels difficult well anything worth doing is and uh that's pretty much it (laughs) it's just not all glamorous you know and um I think that's what makes it so real and purposeful anyway here's my voice Happy New Year. It is January 1 and I am sitting in a cozy room in my husband's childhood home. If you hear any sort of sprinkling sound, it's because the window is actually open. Even though, yes, I am in Cleveland, Ohio. I like a little breeze, you know? (laughs) No, but really, I think it's... uh, 30 degrees outside and it's not snowing but it's also not raining I think they call that sleet I haven't seen the sun in like a week (laughs) Um, but I love Cleveland I I actually lived here for 10 months before I met Jack and uh, I loved it it just it was a city that held me so yeah I was pretty glad that you know not even a year later in a completely different state, I ended up meeting someone from that same city that I grew to love so fondly. So yeah, we're here. We drove 20 hours to get here last week. We quarantined, got tested. We wanted to make sure that um, we were conservative, um, you know, because we're staying with Jack's family and his parents are a little bit older. And it's been so worth it. It's been so nice to just decompress and play games and do puzzles and watch movies and I just so rarely let myself just chill and this family is really good at doing that um also it's freezing (laughs) I think it was 16 degrees when we first got here and there's snow on the ground and the sky is quite gray at the same time I can't remember the last time I was this sedentary and I have had a couple of sort of moments of anxiety just it's so different from how I typically live my life which I think is good and also notable you know like it's important for me to note that this is different (laughs) and what does that mean you know so yeah I guess to use that as a segue Hey, hi, how's it going? I just wanted to give you a little update, just you and me, say hey, bring you up to speed. The intro will be changing for a few different reasons, one of which is that my name has changed. Uh, I am now Riley Reed. I got married in October on a bluff in Big Sur with my now husband, my sister, and her fiancé, 
It was beautiful and pretty unexplainable, honestly. It was just incredible. And, you know, we went through a lot in not getting married because of COVID. So it meant a lot to us that we were able to carve out that space. And yeah, so that's that. I also turned 30 (laughs) in November, Scorpio, which was great. I had one of the best weekends and felt so grateful again that that could be carved out. It did feel like a carving out, right? Because 2020 was so significantly awful. And even though I say that honestly on a personal level, the dichotomy was so real because, wow, yes, I definitely experienced the repercussions of a treacherous year. Um, I also had a pretty great year, you know, a lot of a lot of really wonderful things happened. And I definitely have, I think, an unconventional outlook on the whole year thing. I guess I just feel like they all bleed into one another. I don't think that our chapters should be dictated by a calendar, you know. It is a construct, and I feel like every year, at least for the years that I've remembered, at the end, we, we meaning society, say, oh, worst year ever, can't wait till next year. And I just don't really feel like that attitude is beneficial. I'm reading a book right now. I'll put it in the show notes. But there's a, an excerpt that talks about how our days determined our, our lives. Our days determine our lives. I think that's really interesting to think about. It sounds so simple, but it's so true. Like how you live your day, how you live sort of normally, usually, essentially makes up your life. I think that oftentimes goes lost on us, you know. We think we have to do these like giant things or have these major shifts and it's like no like even how you wake up in the morning or where you choose to spend your time or or the friends that you surround yourself with all of those things contribute to who you are it's like it's not necessarily the resolution or the event or the the page turn you know it's all the stuff in between that's that's what's real so I wanted to take this time to, yes, say hi, um, to let you know that I am committed to the podcast in this new year. I will abide by the construct that a few things will be changing and uh, to let you know what I am intending for the new year. Though I'm a bit of a Grinch when it comes to new year resolutions, I do like to make intentions regularly and there is something to be said for collectively making them together. And so I guess, first and foremost, thinking about how days make lives, (laughs) I also have been thinking a lot just about like the present moment. If the year taught me anything, it was definitely the thing I already knew, but it drove it home. I have no control over what's happened or what's happening. I, I have none, nothing. There's nothing there for me, right? It's only, it's only here now as I sit on this chair and talk on this microphone, like, this is my choice now. This I can control. And there's a lot of power in that if, if I just focus here, you know? It's when my mind starts jumping ahead or falling back that things start to get foggy or messy or chaotic. So to begin, number one, 
my life is my experience. I had a really great conversation with my dad and I was talking to him because I had a speaking engagement and I was really nervous and I was like, you know, I just don't feel like I'm qualified for this. I don't understand what I have to say that's good enough. And he was like, no, you don't need to worry. You have the answers. Your life is your experience. Your qualifications live in the life that you have lived. And that was really deep to me, you know, Um, because all I had to do was call on what I have already experienced. Gosh, I mean, living's not easy, right? (laughs) We all know that to be true. So I've already done the work, you know. Uh, The only more work that needs to be done is for me to sit and reminisce, you know, and conjure up and then translate, explain. Um, And I did take that advice into that engagement, and it made a big difference because I was able to really connect with my audience. Number two, it's okay to be okay with not being okay. That came up in our last podcast episode with Heidi, and it's funny, actually, that that came up because I had just written an article about it. I talked a lot about, you know, you have to let your emotions wash over you completely. I remember hearing, um, actually, a sermon. In the sermon, he said that your thoughts are like birds flying overhead. You can control whether they nest or not. And so when we criticize our feelings, we're making an active choice to let our thoughts nest. And that is where things can get out of control. That's where we can begin to ruminate. That's where depression can be birthed. It brings up a quote that I've read in a book that I love. It's called Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. Highly recommend And there's an excerpt in the book where she says, I once heard Pema Chodron explain that no emotion lasts longer than 90 seconds. You heard that right. No emotion we feel lasts longer than a minute and a half if we let it run its course without interference. Emotions, the result of chemical response to a thought, appear, intensify, de-intensify, and subside. And they do this in less time than it takes to microwave a frozen burrito. What prolongs them isn't emotional wiring gone awry, but the stories we lay on top of them that keep our brains dumping more of those chemicals into our system. A prolonged emotional experience is the result of the stories we keep alive in our heads. As we reminisce on the last year and figure out how we want to navigate going forward because truth be told a lot of what occurred last year is only going to transcend into this year it's not like the racial reckoning is over it's not like covid's going anywhere climate crisis is still here you know so there's a lot for us to battle externally and why would we do that to ourselves introspectively number three Clutter is like the junk food of my home. So for a wedding gift, uh, my husband and I, we got an alpha closet and it changed my life. I, we don't have much closet space. We live in an older home and um, 
our closet has been a pain point for a really long time and this just opened up so much space and incentivized me to completely reorganize our stuff and thus to get rid of a ton of stuff and I um I really started thinking that like the way that clutter makes me feel is similar to the way that like crappy food makes me feel um and so thinking of it like that like you got to keep it clear I I think yeah that's a really good intention that anyone can apply to just keep the house light um someone who's been on the podcast actually Jules Akery she has some really great tips on keeping your space clear and one of them that I really liked was to put a basket in every room and so at the end of every day anything that's kind of lying around you can put in the basket and then when you have a minute you know when you get a second or at the end of the week you can just put everything away and that way at least like the space is clear number four my nighttime routine is as important as my morning routine like here's the thing your night sets up your morning because your night sets up your sleep and your sleep dictates how you feel the next day Um, This could have its own podcast episode really all together. But finding rhythm is so important. And some ways that I've felt good at night are just doing nothing. Like having just quality time with myself, with my dogs, with my husband, laying around on the couch, going on a block walk safely with a headlamp, making some herbal tea, turning on my diffuser or burning my favorite candle, reading something really light and um, kind of thoughtless, and free writing. Free writing is so great, just pouring my thoughts out on paper. I also find it really useful, especially because I have so many moving parts in my life, to set priorities before the, the next day, just to sit down and kind of make a list of what's standing out in my mind so there's sort of this this practice of dump dumping your brain out on paper and then prioritizing what you've dumped number five and these aren't in any order just trying to keep you on track something that I've learned that um, is also something I intend to really enforce in the new year is um, using boundaries as a form of protection I read this really great quote the author's unknown, but it said something like, I don't think we talk enough about the sadness and the grief that can come when we set boundaries with those we love. It's really hard to set boundaries. And I've struggled with this um, personally and professionally. Um, The work I do is very intimate and I get close to my clients and it can be difficult to enforce lines in the sand extremely difficult with family and friends and so you know you kind of like have to go into it knowing that like you can know the lesson but that doesn't mean that it's easy (laughs) there's a meditation that I've practiced before that I like it goes like this I think of the space around me as an eggshell delicate yet defined I imagine that just before information flows through me it's tested and studied through my very own filter I see and feel protection in my mind's eye, my thinking, which has a direct impact on my heart, my being. Basically, I hit pause before I respond. I bask in time. When it comes to setting boundaries, it's in part how you respond. 
because someone might ask something of you, someone might tell you something, and you have a decision to make, um, how you want to, you know, proceed. And I think oftentimes what we do is we react, you know, we, we talk back super quickly before we actually process. And so building an eggshell around yourself can kind of give you that sort of like space, but also a little bit of a barrier, you know, between you and the ask or the prompt or the gesture. And, um, I think that's really helpful, especially for those of us who can, um, have issues around dissociation or (laughs) over giving, (laughs) which, you know, it's probably all of us. Six, eat the colors of the rainbow. Yeah, just, you know, making my plates of food as colorful as possible. I haven't really been living by restrictions, especially in the past month or so. To be honest, I've kind of let myself go a little bit. (laughs) Um, But it actually feels good in a way to just like free flow and to be more conscientious of how I'm actually feeling instead of labeling food good or bad. The indicators for me that's really useful is just having a colorful plate of food. Typically, intense color in vegetables is symbolic of a lot of phytonutrients, um, biologically active substances that actually protect plants from viruses and bacteria, and therefore can have the same effect on humans. So Skittles was, uh, they were onto something. (laughs) Number seven, look up. It sounds basic, also kind of corny when I say it, but I just have to say that when I actually immerse myself in my surroundings, the one the one that I'm in right now, I feel so much better. I feel grounded. You know, I need that. I need to tether myself to the earth. Even right now, like in this room, listening to the sleep <laughs> outside is soothing you know that's that's where I am like that's what's existing right now and so it keeps me here it keeps my mind focused on talking to you um yeah that's a big one for me number eight a lesson from my mother snail mail is so important it's still important for me growing up thank you cards were a non-negotiable we had to write thank yous and we had to say thank you. I think I say thank you way too much now, but better than than not at all. Even if a friend had me over, like my 11-year-old friend, I had to write her a thank you card for her hospitality. But yeah, there's just nothing quite like a handwritten letter. It's timeless and it's kind of romantic and you can express that to your friend or your grandma, you know, or your cousin. It's truly a physical act of kindness. And I will say, like, being on the receiving end of it has really brightened up a lot of my days. I think it's really important that we keep that sentiment alive. Okay, last and most. Nine. Make time to do nothing. Do nothing. Uh, We forget that our brains are organs. They need care and restoration, too. And um, especially for the goal-oriented people, you know, we need to have patience for being completely unproductive, giving ourselves unproductive days. It's kind of like, you know, you exercise 
five days a week, right? You need a rest day. Your muscles can't like recuperate. They can't regenerate unless they have a break. I think, you know, sometimes we think it's got to be a whole day, but we might not have time for that, you know, depending on whatever our responsibilities are. And so it could even just be a few hours. I think it's it's also like really important to note that, you know, it's it's not necessarily an act of mindfulness in those moments. It's actually an, an act of mindlessness purposelessness um, and that allows your brain to really empty and then to come back with a higher level of freshness so before I wrap this up I wanted to tell you thank you so much for listening to this podcast it means the world to me truly one of the biggest reasons why I do this is to connect and this year this year, meaning this past year, 2020, when I launched the podcast, my sole intention was to find a way to build community for Woke Beauty um, online. I had begun doing it in person, and it was wonderful, and then, of course, everything came to a halt, and I'm saying all this because by you listening and reviewing and Um, engaging with me, you are helping to actually foster the community. Without you, it's not possible. It would just be me and the microphone, you know. So if you're still listening right now, just know that you are a part of something bigger. um, And you're a part of a dream, you know. And, and you are actually contributing to making that dream real. And so I owe you a giant thank you. And um, I really mean that when I say it. All right. Well, I am going to go on a walk, I think, despite the sleep. <laughs> Maybe take a shower, have a cup of tea, hang out with my mother-in-law. And I guess I want to bid you farewell with an invitation to completely disengage this weekend. Allow your mind to wander and just revel in being alive and making it through a truly trying year and embarking on another one at least based on our calendar. (laughs) I hope you have a beautiful day, even if it's sleeting. Thank you as always for sharing your precious time virtually with me. It means the world. I am, of course, your hostess, Riley Reed. You can find me on Instagram at Riley Blanks Reed. You can find Woke Beauty at Woke Beauty and WokeBeauty.com. When you have a minute, please take the time to rate and review the podcast, check out our various platforms, and engage with us. Feel free to drop me a line. I would love to hear from you. Until next time.